0: I'm Robbie Gustafson, of Spin, and I like designing board games.
1: Welcome to What Do You Like, the podcast where we try to get to know a person through their passions and hobbies. Today, we're speaking with Robbie Gustafson. Um, I've known Robbie for, let's see, what, 31, so what, 27 years, something like that, 26, yeah. 27 years? Known yeah, you period. since Since preschool. Um, but yeah, I mean, really thankful you're able to, to jump on this. With me. Um, no problem. This new venture I'm on. Um, but what's really exciting is while I'm doing this new venture, you're also on a new venture. Um and uh as you mentioned in the beginning, uh it's designing board games. So first off, um just a brief like summary of how you got involved in designing board games.
0: Sure. So um like very this is very broad but like I've always liked doing different creative hobbies so I've kind of jumped from different ones throughout my life but um the last couple years I I hadn't really been doing one like I, I before I had been writing and before that I had been making music in high school with you um but then for a few years I haven't really been doing anything um and at the same time I had gotten more and more um interested in board games I had been going to Gen Con every year for a few years also with you and, um, and, and like when we first started going we didn't really play that many board games but like the more we were there which is silly like that's why people go but the more years we were at Gen Con the more I got into them the more like interesting all the games looked and I wanted to like see how they worked and I wanted to learn more about them so over the last few years I've just gotten more Um, interested in games, watching videos, trying to play games when I'm at Gen Con, trying lots of different games and and, and like learning about them. And um, I would say kind of two things led me to start designing games at the end of last year. One was that my board game like interest and obsession got really high and I didn't really have any... I didn't, a lot of my friends who play board games are in Chicago. So, and I'm in DC, so I couldn't play with them. Um, But I really wanted to like play games or interact with games or do something with games. Um, And then the other thing was that in December, this is more minor, but in December, I went to PAX Unplugged, a convention with with our other friend, Suresh, and uh, we were playing this really simple kind of wacky racers type of card game where you're racing these go-kart kind of Mario Kart-like characters around using cards. And I liked some of the game a lot, but there were other parts of it that I thought weren't very much fun. And um, I don't know why, but a week or two later, I just started thinking like, oh, what are different things? What are things I could change to that game that would make it more fun? And then from there, I like created my own racing game, which wasn't very good. But then after that, I made tried to make another game and then another game. And, um, so now it's been like seven months where I've been thinking about games and designing games and testing games. And, um, it's been a lot of fun.
1: It's very interesting. I mean, and again, this is going to be awkward for me because obviously this is, none of this is new to me. Um, but I think it's a really interesting story. And one thing that really pops out at me is how you've mentioned throughout the years you've definitely had this creative outlet um do you feel like having that creative outlet is really important to you and like what is the importance of having a creative outlet to yourself
0: um yeah I think it's important to me like one thing is it's just um fun it's just fun to do it I just like doing it um it's just fun to like have a notepad or like have an app where I, whenever I have an idea, I can like write something down and I'm, it's kind of something that's always running in the back of your head throughout your day. And then you think of something new and you and you jot it down and you work on it later. So I have fun with that. I have fun with once you finish something creative, it's fun to look at it later um, to see the finished product. Um, and then I think uh, there's always been something that interested, interested me. And like kind of an entrepreneurial way where I was always like well I'm going to do this creative thing and it'll probably just be for fun but like maybe it'll lead to something else and I can um, you know ha- create my own business or um, you know something like that so that there's always been kind of like an excitement to what if it's like takes off which is cool when you do creative things so even when I'm working and I have a job doing something else that's completely different it's fun to have the side project where I'm putting work into it and hoping that maybe it'll turn into something at some point.
1: Gotcha. So when you, when you enter these creative ventures, um, the goal number one is just to kind of release your creativity. Um, but I guess there's always that backup goal, like, Hey, maybe this can be a full-time thing where I can really focus all of my energy on that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, right now I have a good job and I'm happy with it. I, uh, and it's very challenging and interesting and creative, but yeah, I sadly, no matter what my job has been, there've always been moments where like, oh man, I, it would be cool if I could just do this like fully creative job, you know, like, but who knows? Like, what if that, what if my full-time job was this? Maybe at some point I'd be like, oh, this is like, it would feel like work, you know? Um, but I've always liked having these um, creative outlets and then um, just having kind of the, the chance that it could turn into something so well, far it hasn't, but.
1: Yeah. I mean, but the, 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 key is that you're, you're getting enjoyment out of it. And I mean, when we're, we're talking off the podcast, cause we have talked outside of this podcast. Um, one thing I always say is like, uh, you'll call me and say, Oh, I designed an entirely new game. And I'm just like, you literally just showed me a new game like two weeks ago that you created. <laughs> and you're like, well, yeah, I got another one now. Um, and I'm just always amazed. Um, one thing I always say, like, it's great that you're putting this much time into it, but make sure you're enjoying it. But the thing is, is it seems like you're enjoying it nonstop. Um, yeah. I wonder how much, uh, again, we're we're currently in the COVID crisis of 2020 um, in case you're listening to this in 2047 how much of this the being in quarantine has kind of affected your I guess drive or obviously you have more time to do something like this but has it affected your interest to really focus on this or has this kind of been an escape to kind of deal with kind of what's everything that's going on
0: I definitely think I'd have less time if it if this pandemic and the, the social distancing wasn't going on um i would be spending less time on this for sure and i probably would be a little less focused on it it feels like um you know this is just like a great time to do something like this so i'm like put even more focused into it in terms of it being an escape like from the stress of this that might be true i also think that um even before the like the pandemic, I was already using it as like a way to kind of procrastinate if I have to like figure out, you know, like figuring like like if I'm moving and I have to like change all my addresses and do all these things or if I have work I need to do you know, after working hours or other like chores and tasks I need to get done. I, um, I already use this. I always already use this creative thing as like a way to not do the things I need to do. So I already use it to like procrastinate and to like escape from like even the everyday things. So, (laughs) so maybe I would, maybe I'm also using it to escape from COVID, but even if COVID wasn't here, if I had like something like, Oh, this weekend I've to go to the bank, I instead said, I might just like go stay home and design games. And then in my head, I'm like, I'm still being productive. So it's okay. You know? But, um, I think I use, I, I do use creative out- outlets like this to procrastinate, but still feel like I'm being productive.
1: That's very interesting. I mean, and it, I think it's an extremely healthy way to be pro, uh, procrastination or for be, to procrastinate. I think most people, when they procrastinate, they sit around and do nothing. I mean, that's what I do. Um, hence Robbie and I are both, uh, kind of benching through anime <laughs> right now um and, you're binging
0: uh, through anime i'm not <laughs> yeah
1: so like a way that i can procrastinate is i'll just put on an anime show and then binge through uh, 10 episodes in a row and just kind of go through that but i mean i think it'd be a lot better if my my outlet for procrastination was well, let's develop this entire game system that others can enjoy so i think that's, well now that's, you're making
0: a podcast so that's your that's the new outlet
1: that and that's exactly what what I'm thinking. And also really a drive for this podcast is that uh, um, I don't really need to prepare for it because it's just a conversation and it's going to be different every time. I mean, today we're talking about your board game design, which is really interesting. Next time it could be about anything. Um, what do you think was, or do you remember what the first kind of creative venture you kind of used? Was it when you were a kid? Um, what do you remember like the first time you're like well this is how I'm going to get out my creativity was it like art class was it
0: I don't know that's a, a good question I um, I remember with you and and like our other friends we, we were making movies in middle school I yeah. feel like that's. Pr- but I think even before that we were making comic books in elementary school I feel like that might be the first thing we ever did do you remember yeah, that?
1: I do, I do. I remember. I was always the villain.
0: Yeah, you're a Jeremy um, Wormy.
1: Jeremy Wormy, yeah. <laughs> what was that? Was that like fourth grade, maybe?
0: I don't know. It must have been somewhere
1: around there. Okay, so, so that, yeah,
0: that was a long time
1: ago. So that was like the first time you can remember, like a, a you some sort of creative outlet that you kind of used. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah, this might be hard. Like, do you know kind of what was going on in your life right there that you feel like? that's when you started to express yourself
0: i'm not sure um i think i was just hanging out with you and some other friends and like this was just like a fun it just seemed like a fun thing to do was to make us all superheroes and like make a story with it i don't know i think back then so like now since we're adults we have things that we have to do so it's like a way to procrastinate but Back then, we didn't have anything that we had to do, so it was like just a way to like spend time and have fun. I don't know. Anyway, it was really fun. I, I can still. I think that um, comic book we wrote. We only made one, but I think it's still somewhere in my mom's house.
1: I think so. I feel like I not that long ago I found like a sketchbook that had some of the, from the characters. I don't know why I had it. Because um, I didn't sketch any of them.
0: That um, was really weird. I remember you yeah. gave that to me.
1: Yeah, it was like, it was like a surprise gift. Um, what? So when did? So we'll say late elementary school is kind of when we started to. I I say we. I didn't do anything. You did everything. You just used friends as as character inspiration. Um, when did you start like reading comic books?
0: Hmm. I don't know. I think um, probably around that same time, so maybe when I was like eight or 10 or something like that, um, I liked, I've always liked, you know, like the superhero cartoons at the time, like X Men and and Spider Man and things like that. And then I, I think some of my like aunts and uncles would sometimes buy me comic books and things. Um, and then when I was reading, when I had to read like normal books, like I would read in the summer, I'll go to the library and read books. I don't know if you used to do that, but the library for, back from where we are, they would like, you you could win prizes if you read books. Do you remember that? Anyway. Yeah.
1: I never um, did the library. I always read enough to get the free six flags tickets from school. But I didn't do that. I, mean, I should have double dipped. I should have also, did the library. also yeah. done the there library. There were a lot ones. of prizes.
0: You could have got prizes. Anyway, I would read like, Greek mythology, which sort of felt like superhero comic books, you know? Because they had, like, superpowers and they were fighting monsters. <laughs> yeah. So that was, I don't know, third and fourth grade, something like that.
1: Interesting. I can almost see, like, a a through line, though, from, like, that kind of birth of your creativity all the way up till now. Because, I mean, the games you're designing, I mean... There's there's a fantasy aspect to it. It's not like you're designing a go to the office, file sure. papers, um, and even like like throughout like when we created when we were creating our videos in like middle school and high school, like <laughs> they were some weird stuff. I mean, stuff that again, this is 2020. We've learned a lot. Um, we're no longer children that we would be embarrassed of. But, like, we've we've made, like, that was kind of our creativity. And then, um, so one thing we really haven't hit on, we mentioned it briefly at the beginning, um, the musical aspect of your creative expression. Uh, mentioned how it started with comic book, creating comic books, moved into creating movies, and then moved into creating music in like late high school and then going into college, what kind of drove that transition in your creative expression?
0: Well, um, I don't know. Like that's, I don't know why, why did we make music? I don't know the answer to that question. Um, It's weird that we ever even did that.
1: (laughs) I think it's weird that we did anything that we ever did.
0: Um, Yeah. I remember, I think right before we started making music, I think, our friend from high school Weston, he was making music and he's not a musician either. So I was like, well, if he can do it, we sort of felt like, Oh, well maybe we can try. We can give this a try too. Um, So our music kind of started as more joke music. Oh, you know, something else that I think inspired us or may at least inspired Rollins is I think like soldier boy, right? Like, yeah. Rollins was listening to all these, um, was it SoundClick or something do you remember what that was called there was an uh, old website like not even SoundCloud it was something yeah like that. with lots of and Soldier Boy was on there all these weird musicians sorry not weird but people that we'd never heard of before <laughs> yeah and you know there were lots of instrumentals that you know you never would have found anywhere else maybe it was SoundClick I can't remember what it was called but um, I think we had kind of su- seen all this DIY music going on and, um, we started to do it and I'm not sure, I probably wasn't the first one who like wanted to do it, but then once people were interested in doing it, then I really like dove into it too and started, um, like spending a lot of energy and time on, on the music and it was really fun. And it also felt more, um, You know, when you're making like superhero comic books or like the silly movies we were making, those felt like really at the time, like looking back at them now, they feel like less mature. But when we were making music, it almost felt like we were making professional music. Not the best music ever, but it felt like um, it didn't feel um, as 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 amateur as the things we were doing in middle school.
1: Gotcha. So it's more of like a progression into maturity.
0: Um, you can express it's a, it's a yourself. more respectable.
1: Yeah, because even when we were making those movies, when we were making those movies, they, uh, there was a huge gap in what was kind of out there. Because we started making movies r- real early in the, the YouTube era. And the only real things on YouTube were like vlogs and then really sophomoric, silly uh youtube yeah like like smash, that exactly yeah. um so it's it definitely was like when we kind of transitioned to music it was definitely more of a even our our band the one i was a part of obomination um because we grew up outside of chicago <laughs> they there was like there was a, a sense of we are more adults were were writing full songs, even though they were joke songs. Yeah. Um, but then you kind of transitioned on into a rap group called the Barbaloots. Right. Um, which absolutely was a uh, – you're producing music. I mean, there was – there you had multiple albums. Never really took off. But again, you definitely – as a we theme got- – we
0: got like 3,000 views on YouTube, Jeremy, so.
1: I mean, that, that's amazing. That's, uh, I mean, way more views <laughs> than I have for my rap career. But it definitely shows, like, and it goes back to your idea of this creative outlet is there's always that thought of kind of making this a bigger thing, but it doesn't need to be a bigger thing. Like, it still is your, your outlet. When did the music kind of stop? Do you remember... Well, I think we made
0: our, um, our third album and that was like the junior or senior year of college. And I think um, some of us or all of us, to some extent, we kind of just got tired. I think we had been, we were making an album a year for a few years and um, we were living in different states and we'd all have to come together and record together, you know, throughout the year we would, have to make our vacations shorter so we could have enough time for our album and for our, our tour. So your viewers know, I'm, I'm doing uh, air quotes when I say tour,
1: but it um, was a tour. You went to multiple places. I mean, you weren't performing, you're performing at like house, parties.
0: And, yeah. Yeah, house parties, but I mean,
1: you, <laughs> you went to multiple, I mean, when you toured Illinois state university, you made it into the school newspaper front page, I believe. Um, so, I mean, you definitely got, there was some notoriety in, in your tour. It was a real tour. So don't, don't kind of self-deprecate there. You, I mean, it was an absolutely a tour and you definitely had people in watching and enjoying your music. And, um,
0: so yeah, so it was fun. And, uh, but yeah, I think after a while we just got a little bit of tired and um, different people were less interested to keep it going. That isn't to say that I stopped making music even after we stopped making our albums every year or two, I would record like three to five songs. So even though we kind of stopped as a group making music, I would still send them music like every two years and see like, does anyone else want to continue this? (laughs) And it seemed like no one, no one else wanted to keep going. Um, so that was fun. I think, um, I still like making music i mean i i made the last time i kind of really worked on a song was about a year ago but i think it would take me more time to get the skills to really make it sound good on my own like before one of our friends mike is you know it's the producer and he had equipment that could really make it sound good and on my own i just didn't have um that knowledge or the or that technology and equipment to do that so um but for some reason with board games it feels like this new thing I can do. And I feel like, um, I do know how to make a board game sort of. And I, and I think I know how to like produce a nice product though. I haven't done it yet, but I've read a lot about it. And I've joined lots of online groups that are dedicated to, um, helping people do
1: that. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. Like again, the transition, I mean, some might say like a, it's a, awkward transition going from rap music into board games. But if you think it's kind of a, a nice transition where your rap music was very much reliant on others, where you've kind of transitioned into a creative outlet that you are in complete control over, you don't have any creative partners. You seek feedback, but I mean, it's not like you're have to wait for anything to keep working. Like I've, we've talked about, or I've said, You have, we've talked about a game and then two weeks later you just call me and say, hey, can you tell me about this new game that you didn't tell anyone about (laughs) that you are going to make? You just made it. So I think that definitely kind of feeds into now as adults we have responsibilities and it's harder to get together, but you found an outlet. So I guess my next question is, so again, so we're talking in the end of June or end of July right now. And you kind of started this in December. Where do you kind of see the future of your board game creation hobby going?
0: Uh, I'm not sure. Like uh, my, my next goal really is to like get a game published. Like that's what I would like to do. So how I get there, I'm not entirely sure yet. I've been, with your help, you've done a lot of the testing is, you know, I've been testing one game trying to figure out if it's um, good enough to self publish. And I've been look, I've been working on the graphic designer and thinking about looking for an artist for that. So that's one thing I've been working on. But um, the, you know, the tough thing about that is that when you self publish, it just takes a lot of investment up front. So um, I'm still working through it and making sure like, does it make sense to spend this much money on this and like how sure am I that this is gonna pay off or like what's the, what's the percentage <laughs> that this is gonna work? Um, Cause I guess you can't be sure, but yeah, there's, as you know, there's other avenues. I pitched um, that game also to a professional game publisher. So maybe I can also, so I'm also, you know, looking at other opportunities to pitch games to publishers because that way I could kind of get my foot in the door in the industry and maybe get something published, but it would be for me, uh, you know, it, basically $0 invested like all the time I've already invested. But other than that um, they would then take on all the artwork and getting it manufactured and all the shipping and um, getting it, you know, to retailers or to Kickstarter, they would take care of all of that work instead of me. And I wouldn't have to put any money for that. So that's a much safer option. Um, like we were saying before, part of, part of the fun of all these things is that um, the chance that maybe I could like create a company or something, um, that lasts and that lets me continue to do this and you know create new games or new whatever and um, if you publish then you know you're not really you're not directly building your own company but um, if I did get this published by someone else that would at least get one of my products out there would get my name out there and then maybe that would and also maybe make some money which would then help me create a company later so I'm trying to weigh both those things so I don't know which one of those things I'm going to do first um or if you know i don't know if i will be successful but my goal and what i'm pushing towards now is to have a game published and if i could get that done um, by the end of next year you know that'll be great so that's what i'm trying to do we'll see
1: gotcha and it seems like you're not you're not rushing it you're not um thinking like oh this is this is how i'm going to make my living like I'm putting all my eggs in this basket which I mean for some people I think they need to do that to really have that drive Um, but it doesn't seem like you need to do that like you have the drive to just have it have the creative outlet which I think is really healthy and I think it's really interesting that you both have this idea of I need to get my creativity out I need to create something but you're also thinking practically about it and the possibilities from it. I think that's that's in a really exciting kind of a combination that could lead to something really successful um, down the line. And I mean, I've played multiple of your games, including the one that you were talking about. I don't know if you it's want to. called anything. Hunters. Okay, if i gonna check it out. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if we were gonna release a name or something, um, but I guess I mean one thing. Uh, the the couple people that are going to listen to this, you can tell them like tell them about your company, kind of what you have.
0: Should I do the plug now, or should we do it at the end? You want me to do it now?
1: You can do it now. I mean, there, there's no <laughs> s- like strict. I mean, I think we're kind of winding down anyway, so yeah. Um, so definitely tell people how they can get in contact with your company um, and kind of what you what the audience can do for you. So, so my
0: company is called Massive Cat Games. Massive Cat, like a big cat games, and um, with um, some help and prodding from you and our other friend Mike, I kind of over the last week have increased a lot of the visibility of it online. So you can find us at massivecatgames.com. You can go to Massive Cat Games. We have a YouTube channel. We have a Twitch channel. So that's Massive Cat underscore Games we have a facebook page we have an instagram which has nothing on it and we have a twitter which has virtually nothing on it but those are the places you could find us if you want to um, we already are streaming some play testing of some of the games already which you can watch and we're putting those on youtube so you can watch them later if you don't catch them live and if anyone's interested in learning about my games trying them out um, as well as helping me play test you know please get in touch with me and i would love to kind of let you into our playtesting group. Jeremy, you're part of that group already. You're the one, I mean, you've played the games as much as me, me and you are the (laughs) two people who played these the most. So it'll be great to get a few other people. We have a few other people, but it'll be great to even get more people to play and to help us test these things out and be part of um, our group as we make these games. Cause I'm making them. I mean, I've like done a lot of, most of like the legwork and, I had the initial idea, but everyone is helping me play test and fix these things. Like they're also playing a role in what this game is turning into. So, um, we're all like doing it together though. I would get all the money. Maybe.
1: <laughs> well, that's fair. I mean, you're doing the lion's share. Um, <laughs> I guess one thing I think this could be a, a little fun activity and engagement. Um, why don't you on Instagram just post your, since you don't have any posts yet. Why don't you just post the logo? And then whoever's listening to this podcast, if you go check it out, obviously give it a follow on Instagram and then just comment on that, that logo saying, love the podcast. We'll use as a little engagement, see how many people are actually listening to this podcast and then going to, to your, your Instagram page.
0: If we uh, get five of those, I will be very happy. <laughs> hey,
1: you never know. I think five would be really optimistic. But again, people might be listening to this, 10 years down the road and I might be a very famous podcaster. Uh, probably not, but who knows? Um, yeah, so I, you might, you might be getting comments. For
0: my games and maybe that's where my games will finally take off. In yeah. 10, <laughs> in 10,
1: years. 10 years. Yes. Directly from this podcast.
0: You know, our Twitch stream, we did a Twitch stream last um, Friday or no Sunday, right? Where we were recorded some play testing of, of my game hunters. Um, there was a viewer from france really someone from france watched i think they left after like five seconds but they were watching <laughs> so we are already expanding our brand your brand my brand i don't want to say we're just brands we're people and we're artists but you know yeah we're, we're getting more visibility i guess
1: i i wondered when we were up to uh, a certain number of streamers i'm not gonna say um who that extra person was I guess a French okay. person. A French person. Interesting. Um Wow, that's exciting. <laughs> um, but yeah, like as Good you said, still developing these games, definitely still a, a process. And if you want to be involved in that process, definitely reach out. Um what was if someone wants to be a, like playtester? is there an email they can email you at?
0: So you can find this all on my website, or you could—I mean—you could comment on any of those platforms I mentioned. But if if you just want to email, my email is Robbie at massivecatgames.com. So that's R-O-B-B-I-E at massivecatgames.com.
1: Perfect. No why <laughs> That's good. I mean, obviously, growing up with you, that's the default way that I've ever spelled it. Whenever I see it with a Y, it seems weird to me. Um, I guess it's good for other people to, I'm sure you've, you've lived with that, that people want to spell with a Y. But great. That's, that's, I mean, it's really exciting stuff. You're definitely showing, like you definitely have a passion for this and I'm really excited to see kind of where it develops. Maybe we'll have you back on in a, a few years.
0: Um, and I'm successful. You, yeah. Yeah. Maybe.
1: <laughs> I mean, at the very least in a few years, you will, I mean, you'll definitely have, I feel confident you'll definitely have a game published. So we can talk more about Thanks, that process um, and it could be really exciting. Um, but again, Robbie, I'd like to thank you. The inaugural podcast guest. Um, I guess Thanks, if
0: you,
1: you want to connect with uh, this podcast um, you can reach We're all on, we're on all the social medias. Um, just search. Uh, what do you like podcasts on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter? It's at W d y l podcast um because there's a limit i guess i've just found out there's a limit on how long your or, uh, username huh. can be on twitter and what do you like podcast was too long um and what do you like was already taken obviously because it's a, a pretty generic phrase um but yeah again really exciting again thank you robbie and uh i guess all of you listening will see you next time
0: I'm Jerk Butt, and I like making board games.